they, they went into that game and there was probably a mandate, you know, uh, from Bill that said, we're not going to throw the ball until you guys get five first downs or we score a touchdown. We're going to run the ball. They, they're going to know we're going to run the ball and we're going to do it irregardless of, you know, what's happening on the field. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and I'm still doing show prep. <laughs> I was doing some stuff. I'm glad to have you guys with me. And we got a bunch of people listening tonight. And if you're listening, you're listening one of three ways. One, through my website, markscalia.com. That's where you can find out about me, what I'm up to, my shows, all kinds of stuff. And of course, listen to the show. If you want to be more participant, if you want to be one of the active listeners who we have, all you got to do is click the box you're just listening to, and that'll zip you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. And then you can be part of the chat. And the third way you can listen is if you can't listen live, you can always listen to the downloaded version of the show through the podcast, which is uh, you can get through iTunes. And that's the three ways you can listen. And since it is technically our third birthday, we're in between birthdays this year because the original airing of, of Radio Regardless was the 28th, which was uh, Sunday. And today is, of course, the 31st. So we're in between birthdays. So uh, we had a quasi end of last season, beginning of this season. That's what we're doing. Oh, thank you. Congratulations on my third B-Day. So here's what I can do. Uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought because I read and I shouldn't have read. So, so we're in between. So this starts the new season. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this season like I've started all the other seasons. <laughs> With the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when, just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And a lot of stuff's been going on in the past week, man. It's just... It's getting busier and busier and busier, and I'm loving it. This weekend is going to be Labor Day, which signifies the end of summer. My birthday was last Saturday. I enjoyed my 48th birthday on this planet of ours. It's so weird how all the icons of my generation are now dropping, and it puts things in a very... It's a very strange thing. And especially Gene Wilder. There was this debate on Facebook, some comic. I guess he likes churning up the water. He said, Gilda Radner had no talent. And I'm like, first of all, Gilda Radner died before this fucker was probably even alive. So that's that's the thing. And if you truly knew, and the reason I bring up Gilda Radner is because Gilda and Gene were married. And uh, and Gilda died of cancer, and uh, Gene just died of um, of Alzheimer's complications due to Alzheimer's. So, my wife posted this thing on Facebook about an interview with him, and he seemed like he always seemed like the coolest dude. And there was this really cool anecdotal story about when they interviewed him about when they first. When you first see Willy Wonka and he comes out and he's, you know, walking with the cane and then the cane sticks in a brick and then he rolls and then stands. That was not part of the script. I did not know that. Part of the story is he said to the director, I want to be able to do this. And the director said, why would you want to do that? And Gene Wilder said brilliantly, because I want the audience to not know whether I'm lying or telling the truth, which is fucking brilliant. And it says so much about, you know, the creativity. Let me make this choice, which defines the fucking character. And especially that first moment, 
we look at it now and go, oh, wow, that's funny. He tricked everybody. But he tricked everybody. It wasn't that it was funny. That's who he was. He needed to portray that, you know, kind of character. So, and I was actually talking to my wife about this when he gets upset. And I use it when the guest gets an answer wrong. It's the whole thing at the end. Wrong, sir. Wrong. And he's so angry and so violent. It feels so uncomfortable to watch. And for me, it's because I don't think Willy Wonka is that person. And that's where the moment is. It's so out of character. I'm like, his portrayal of Willy Wonka, and that I think is his most iconic. I mean, I love Young Frankenstein, you know, all the movies that he did with Mel Brooks and all that. But man, just Willy Wonka is the iconic Gene Wilder. And that's when, when Johnny Depp played it, I was like, why would you fucking redo this movie? It's, it's like redoing The Godfather. It's, it's been done. It ain't going to get better. It just isn't. But rest in peace, Mr. Gene Wilder. My wife, uh, she just posted this on the chat. She has started the Salem Spirits Trolley, which I am the host of that. I'm the MC. I'm the tour guide. And we did our uh, inaugural run. Technically, it's, it's called a fam tour where we just invite uh, friends, family, people we know so we can kind of work any bugs off, if any. And uh, there were some bugs. Uh, so we worked them all out. <laughs> so now my wife was working on the website. And uh, that's almost up and running where she's figuring out the ticketing. And I say we, it's got nothing to do with me, but it's got everything to do with me. So glad you paid your, played your fave game. Glad you played your fave game. I don't know what that means. I swear, I should not read any of these chats. Anyway, played played my favorite game on my birthday. Oh, it's uh yeah, my uh, we went to uh we went to a place locally in Salem called the Bit Bar and they've got all these stand-up old video games, uh, like old ones which nobody finds anymore, like Space Invaders, like literally Space Invaders. And maybe it's like, "Oh, is it Pac-Man and Centipede?" No, it's fucking like Zaxxon. <laughs> it's like shit that you'd be like what are you playing? You know, where it's like, oh my God, I had that when it was Nintendo or I had that when it was early Sega, you know, and for you young kids, fuck yourself. Just fucking Google everything I'm talking about at this point. So, so that's why it's looking up for September and October because the tours, the Salem Spirits, Charlie's going to be up and running. I got more comedy coming up. I'm going to be doing other tours where I'm doing the haunted tours I'm going to be doing some of the haunted shows in October because it's, you know, it's Halloween season. And of course, that's when Radio Regardless does the scary stuff (laughs) where we play. I hate to say it, but Jigsaw's been out of the building for a while. And fuck, if he doesn't want to come back. So, and I don't know if we're playing his word games. I think we're playing something a little different, but you'll see how that happens. And speaking of more stuff coming up over the next couple months, this coming Monday... And I'm sorry, a week from this Monday, a week from Labor Day, September 12, 2016, at 9 a.m., tickets for the Salem Christmas Trolley go on sale. Uh, tickets are $30 each, and it is so worth it. And I'm I'm not just saying that, but it's an amazing show. And this, I think, is the 30th year it's been running. And I've been very privileged enough to be on board for, I think, almost 11 years as Scrooge. Uh, yeah, almost 11 years of Scrooge, but I've played every single character except Belle, <laughs> Scrooge's girlfriend. I've played young Scrooge. I've played Marley. I've played past. I've played present. I've played future. I've played, uh, Bob. <laughs> I've played Bob Cratchit. Uh, I, I've never played Mrs. Cratchit, but I played Mrs. Dilbert, <laughs> where I sounded like one of the Monty Python characters. And of course, you know, somebody else playing screws and he goes, spread it. Oh, that was the ugliest woman I've ever seen in my life. And of course, everybody knows it's a man. It's a man, baby. So that's what I got coming up. So and then what I was going to do is I come up with this really funny bit. But unfortunately, I just couldn't put it together. And it's a really funny bit. And it's going to hopefully over the next two weeks, I'll have it involved before we get to October. So. So I was going to play a game with you guys, but I've got a lot of stuff going on, my guess. And a matter of fact, a lot of stuff. And I played one of her songs because she's a singer and 
a comic and an actor. Her song, let's see what song it's play. It's called Falling Again. That was by Caitlin Arkand, and I want to say the right Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. It's I keep adding a D when I'm not supposed to. So it's Caitlin Arkand, and she is going to be my guest when we come back. And of course, it's Labor Day, so I want you to enjoy a little bit of history in this next break. And you'll also get a little bit of a little stand-up taste of Caitlin in this next break. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. The Industrial Revolution modernized the United States and Canada during the 19th century. As people enjoyed steady employment, they compromised their rights in the workplace. Longer work hours and pay cuts were imposed. U.S. labor groups began protecting themselves by unionizing. Look for the union labels when you are buying stress or blows. In Canada, unions were illegal. Ha-ha, <laughs> you lose, Americans! On Tuesday, September 5th, 1882, thousands of New York City laborers marched from City Hall to Union Square. They gathered in Reservoir Park for an afternoon of picnics, concerts, and speeches rallying for an eight-hour workday. Elliot from Harvard, the hitchhikers you picked up need the pills from your car. Please go to the information station right away. For many, the choice was to either spend the day at work or march without pay. It took a political disaster to put Labor Day on the national calendar. This is as bad a political disaster as I've ever seen, and Dianne Feinstein is a wonderful example of just how bad it is. Labor Day had become a time to rally workers for safer conditions, fair pay, and benefits. But in the second half of the 20th century, the U.S. labor force diminished. Many factories closed. Jobs were outsourced to other countries. They took our jobs! They took our jobs! They took our for now, most Americans leisurely enjoy the holiday as summer's last bow. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. Hey, this is stand-up comedian Tony Capabianco, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless, which I think is a little irregardless concerning only two of you are actually listening to this show. So I hate Disney. Um, like on my list of top ten places I never want to be, Disney is number three, right behind a colonoscopy and Chris Kardashian's Tupperware party. Um, I don't even think that amount of plastic in a room is legal. I'd probably suffocate in there or something. I just walk into Disney and I'm immediately confronted by all of my worst nightmares, matching family t-shirts, sweaty people eating chocolate bananas, and the entire cast of Pornhub's Furry Fridays. <laughs> and then you got all these characters coming at you, and they're all doing this blocking their mouth thing, like, what are you trying to tell me? You've reached your magical blowjob limit for the day? No re-entry? Or... And then you got Ariel laying out there in her clamshell bra, trying to lure in all the children, pretending she doesn't do midget porn on the side. Those dwarves had to find work somewhere. And then you got Mickey trying to touch all the kids with his mice hands, like, Mice don't even have hands. What kind of testing lab did you just come from? <laughs> the next Disney movie is going to be the PETA investigation of Disney. And they'll be like, Mickey, what did Maybelline do to you? And Sarah McLaughlin will be there with all her little sad animals. And she's like, fly away. And he's like, I don't know, man. I used to be a penguin. <laughs> You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a sampling of my guest who was joining me via Skype. Everybody, put your hands together for Caitlin Arcand. Hello. There she is. Oh. <laughs> Miss America. Oh, we almost lost you. <laughs> Did he? Uh, during the break, I called Caitlin, and I didn't get a hold of her until her stand-up portion of the commercial started. And I'm like, this should be I fun. And no one was there. <laughs> it, was, it was a scary moment in my life. She's like, hello, hello. I'm like, did you jump to children? <laughs> I got the stuff. Are you ready? <laughs> hey, man. I got the stuff. So how are you, Caitlin? 
I'm great. How are you? I'm uh, I'm okay. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> I'm okay. It's warm in my house, which you think the end of the summer I could take the air conditions off, but I can't. I got to close the air conditioners because a lot of my neighbors like making things at night, and most of the things they make are noise. <laughs> you know, listen, you can, can hear you it. Listen. Can you hear that? Yeah. I'm telling you, I didn't. It, not like. <laughs> I don't know if it's a plane or if it's just somebody welding. I don't know what the fuck is that, going on. That's but, pretty bad if I can hear it over Skype. Uh, but you know something? I'm not going to talk because I can always shut my volume down and we can hear about you. It's, it solves <laughs> two problems. So thanks for being part of the show, Caitlin. And uh, now this is Caitlin Arcand. You can follow her or as I like to say, you can free stalk her on Twitter. <laughs> She's at Caitlin Arcan. Well, let me spell that for you because apparently some people have a problem with spelling it. It's Caitlin C A I T L I N Arcan A R C A N D. That's it. <laughs> Caitlin Arcan on Twitter. And you can find her on Facebook. She's at Caitlin Arcan Official. <laughs> and then her website's even easier CaitlinArcan.com. You don't fuck around. Super easy, so everyone can easily stalk me. That's it. Now, now I played a song earlier. I don't know if you heard I, that one. I, well, I heard you mention it, and I was like, oh, God. No, oh, it was God. falling again. And yes. here's the thing, you clever little minx. You did not tell me you're a singer. See, what happens, is I'll let everybody know, is I talk to all my guests, and I go, look, if you have anything to promo audio-wise, if you're you know, singer, performer, or a comic, send me a video link, and what I'll do is I'll extract the videos for you know the clips. And then yeah. I got her video clip. And then, you know, what YouTube does, they do an auto reload. And the next one was like, Caitlin Arcan, uh, demo reel. And I'm like, uh, demo reel? So I looked at it, and she's you're singing in Susical. <laughs> oh, my God. You said something about a kangaroo or some shit. I was like, I don't watch Susical. Yeah, it was a great kangaroo. <laughs> it, it was about you're a kangaroo, and you, you sang some uh, some cabaret stuff, and then – and then yeah, there was the track in there. So I was like, you know, I'm going to see these tracks. And you have a band called the Caitlin Arcade. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, Kate, Arcade. I'm still I thinking did. Arcade. You did. I did. Oh, what happened? That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Bad breakup. The music industry is an interesting place. <laughs> really? It's, it's a terrible fucking place. It's, it's, it, is, it is an awful place, uh -huh. actually. Anything in entertainment is like, fucking terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's... It's bad. Okay. <laughs> but they make you do. <laughs> it's just like it's like it's like the selfie of like the industry. It just there's just like a lot of terrible people and everybody's just super fake. Like nobody's a real person there. The people are fake and selfie. That's kind of why I got into comedy. <laughs> really? I can oh. tell how it, what? Oh, you got into comedy cuz you wanted to be away from fake people. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked. I, <laughs> This is the easiest industry I've been in yet. As far as what job? It's <laughs> comedy's hard, man. I, it is hard, but like I don't know. I I'm just like straight chilling here now. Like before, they there's just like so much pressure and um, people trying to influence you and tell you what to do, and they're basically just a lot of bullshit <laughs> there. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that that is comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, certainly not. Now you've only been doing it a couple of years, right? Um, wh what? <laughs> comedy. Stand up? Yeah, stand up. Yeah, I've only been doing stand up for a year. However, I've been performing in total for ten years. We actually have another song that I might play a little oh, later. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> this is a business where I I tell you what to do, Cookie. <laughs> so, <laughs> But oh no. god that's what they used to tell me in the industry no. <laughs> i think your skirt needs to be higher higher skirt you know why higher skirts more skin more leg more record that's the way it works <laughs> i mean that's pretty accurate actually, uh, uh -huh. yeah you should wear just a bra like britney that would be good do that do that and, and we'll we'll do the model tune and don't worry about it we'll fix that up. We'll, we'll fix we'll do that. the model tune. everybody does the auto tune yeah and you can't actually, you can't go like, wrong <laughs> it's like disgusting how much people auto-tune like people mm -hmm. will have their producers like that are 40 year old like men record for a 20 year old girl 
and then just like auto tune it up so it sounds like her and use that as the like harmony track. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> First time I heard that, I was like, what? Uh-huh. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs> Apparently it is. <laughs> that's that's the way it worked, Cuckoo. <laughs> Let's get some guy. I mean, it's probably worse now. I mean, everything is overproduced anyway. I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. I absolutely can't stand. It. And I was just talking about Gene Wilder. He like when you hear that song, you yeah. know, he sang that on set. Yeah, I and know. they yeah. did ADR, of course. They, I mean, they have to, but that's what he, he probably sang it, and that's the way they used to do it. I mean, look at Judy Garland or any of the uh, any of the musicals like Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire. They did all that stuff. Yeah, they rehearsed, rehearsed, rehearsed. But when they shot. They did it on fucking screen. They didn't go to the studio and do it after the fact. Yeah, it's a real shit. Nowadays, I'm like, do I hear reverb in there? (laughs) Like, people are performing live in concerts, and it's just, there's like an echo. And you're like, that's Uh, not real. Singing, stand up. Yeah. And of course, acting when you say, because I got to say, the real, I'm like, is, is she in fucking high school? Was Susical from high school? Uh, that one. See, that's my old reel. I'm currently producing my no, no, no. I, j- I just would like an answer to the question I asked. Is that no? I'm not. I am. Susical's not from high school. Susical. Susical is from my senior year, so two. Yeah, three years from ago. high school. Yeah, I felt very uncomfortable watching it. Let's just put it that way. I shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't. I hope she's 18, but it doesn't look good. I was 18. I was 18. <laughs> that was crazy. So what? I made went you... on the corner outside the school after. <laughs> I was hanging out with the cool kids, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know, in my kangaroo cup. In my... <laughs> so what made you decide to do stand up? I don't know. So I started with the singing um, when I was doing stuff in New York. Um, I was getting booked for a lot of like musical comedy type things, Mm -hmm. uh, cabaret shows and all that. And I ended up being given all these songs that were like super, um, they were, they were meant to be like funny songs. Like I performed one song, like all my friends are whores and and (laughs) there, there's just like a whole bunch of funny songs that aren't related to shows, but composers write them. And I started to do all those. And I found that I like, love doing anything comedy related Mm -hmm. so i was like you know uh maybe i should just try to do stand-up because i've been playing a character for all these years on stage but now maybe i can just say stuff as me so that's what got me started doing that well you know my pet peeve i got a couple i always tell them on the show which is crazy i can't stand actors that do (laughs) stand-up Then people say to me, "Go well, you're a stand-up who acts. And I'm like, yeah, but that's different. If I ever got a sitcom, I wouldn't stop doing stand-up. Yeah. If you got a sitcom or a movie, would you still be doing stand-up on a regular basis? I actually would because I love doing stand-up. Well, you're fucking 12 years old. I've seen the video. Anyways. <laughs> You know those twelve-year-old knows what she wants. Well, you know all those. Yeah, (laughs) till a new cookie comes out of the jar. Anyway, so (laughs) you know those old producers that go, you know, you should be forty and I'll auto tune. That's me. Like I'm the old guy in the room going, "Fucking kids, I don't know the fuck they're talking." (laughs) So I like to be educated with new things. So, so this (laughs) you do the singing, you do the dancing, you do. Now I'm going to sound like Bill Cosby. You do the singing. You do the oh, please don't sound like young. <laughs> please don't sound well, like I already told you I felt uncomfortable watching you on your kangaroo costume. Might as well get a little yellow. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but we got to stop. Let's just stop it. So been doing stand-up a couple years. Now, did you start? You started in New York or you started in Boston? I started here. However, um, I've done a lot more stuff in New York. Um, I think it's because I just have more connections to New York just from my other um areas of performance so and i don't know why but new york likes me more <laughs> in the, i don't know why um also like I, there's a lot more opportunity out there so that's why 
I've been doing a lot of stuff in New York, but I, I'm here in Boston too. I live in Boston, so. Yeah. Well, you're out of Cambridge, I think, or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I think so. Anyway. So, uh, this is, uh, this is, so now tell me about, I want to go into the band because you kind of glazed over it. You're like, no, nah, I don't want to talk about the band. <laughs> so, what, so what happened with the band? Cause the band, cause you guys sounded really good. I like that track, the, um, the falling again, I like. And then you have another song called Keep Up. Yes. <laughs> which I kind of, I like Keep Up as well. When were they written and who wrote them? Did you write them? I did. So, um, those were done. These are the years I try to forget about. These were done. Hold on. First of all, you're like fucking 12. So what do you mean? These are the years I try to, I have no idea. You want to forget about those years? Take a deep breath. It'll go away. Trust me. (laughs) It'll disappear eventually. Um, yeah. So those were done when I was 17, 18 was when I started I started the whole singing thing when I was 16. The band started when I was about 17, I'd say. So it was me and like three other guys from Berkeley College of Music. Um, and we had done those songs and I was super into it. It's fun. And then it just got like, they were super flighty. I didn't like trying to take care of everyone. And it was just like, I just wanted to worry about what I was doing. And it was hard having to worry about what everybody else was doing. Well, the band was named and, after you. So that's your responsibility, yeah. I guess. But Yeah, it was. But like, also, like, I don't know, people, they were in like other bands, too. Because yeah, yeah. Berkeley like requires you to be in like 12 50 million yep. bands while you're at school. My, my wife's so, nephew goes to Berkeley. And I know very well that he's in like eight bands. And <laughs> Yep. So, um. We were doing that, and then I just kind of like, I don't know, I just got kind of sick of the pressure and having to, it was always like, oh, you have to have this out by this deadline, and trying to impress people, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I kind of took a break from performing altogether, and then started back in with acting, and here we are. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> One conversation could change my mind. Now I realize I'm just wasting my time. So nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. That's really good. It's, Thanks. It's a, it sounds like a fun song too, and if people people can listen to it. I mean, you can't find you know the Caitlin Arkin, but if you type in. Uh, Caitlin Arcand Band, you'll find it because that music's on the internet. That shit ain't going away. I found it. Haha, <laughs> but I did get it off iTunes. So <laughs> you you got it off iTunes, but there's like th- there's three websites that have the songs embedded. Oh great! <laughs> yeah, why would you not want that? It's well, if you can find them, people are gonna take them. I don't have to pay you the rights because there I'll play it again. I don't care. <laughs> You're like, I don't give a fuck. She doesn't want it anymore. I don't give a fuck. I'll keep playing it. <laughs> but why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, here's what and I, I can almost guarantee what's going to happen. You'll be like, oh, that was terrible. Because what happens is you're remembering the memories of the production of it. The further away you get from something, the easier you remember it more fondly. I guess I'll <laughs> you're doing some psychology on me. Right yeah. Now. Well, you know, it's <laughs> I'm telling you, in three years, you'd be like, Oh, no, no, that wasn't that bad. I like that. You know, I, I wish it was better. I wish it, you know, the time. So you, you look at it much more objectively. And it's that's the way it is with, I'm sure. Now, think about it. When you started acting, it's the same thing. You were probably way, way more critical of yourself when you first started acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and now in, Maybe in, I'll get into it one day. We'll yeah, see. And in two years, you'd be like, oh, why was I doing that fucking joke? That was horrible. And then you're like, eh. in five years, you'd be like, I'm going to bring that joke back. That's what happens. <laughs> All right. Like you people are going to laugh now. <laughs> oh, and speaking of laugh, we're going to take our second break. And we have another clip of you during the break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game with Caitlin. Yay! And we're going to see what she knows about some fun. And we're going to oh. talk a little bit more about uh, her comedy career, not just about her singing career. We'll give her a break. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. I've got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. <laughs> 
So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. Oh, just tell it. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. And what could John need? What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> everyone this is penny osmond and you are listening to radio irregardless the show about nothing just like seinfeld millennials just started having kids which means everyone's popping out of the womb with a bernie sander birthmark on their ass <laughs> webster dictionary is getting really good business out of us though because apparently anything is a name these days you can just open the dictionary and be like oh haberdashery great you see people these days now and they're like this is my daughter clementine chlamydia so i'm like oh how did you come up with that i don't really care just want her to know that her kid is a stupid fucking name and she's like well i was at whole foods and the clementines just like started talking to me just a bunch of little jenny mccarthy clementines saying don't vaccinate your children and so now my daughter has measles it's like really cute though because it's vintage <laughs> The other day, my roommate goes, I think I want to name my daughter Arugula. And I'm like, I think I'm moving out. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, like, people do it. It's cute. They, like, they name their daughter Olive. And I'm like, just because people do it doesn't mean it's okay. And she's like, oh, you're so silly. I just really like Arugula. And I'm like, that's how you name kids now? By things you like? Well, okay, watch out, world. My kid, garlic bread vodka puppy, should be arriving never. <laughs> You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was, again, a little sampling of my guest, Caitlin Arcan. Everybody talking about her her up-and-coming little baby, garlic bread <laughs> vodka puppy. <laughs> oh, yes. She's going to be beautiful. <laughs> she is. She's going to be wrapped in a gray goose scarf with, with a nice coat. <laughs> but the boys won't like her. She'll smell like garlic. So, yeah. gotta work on that. I don't want to make fun of your unborn child or your yet to be conceived child. At that point. My, yet to be, my never to be conceived. Never child. to be conceived. <laughs> Why? Do you not have a boyfriend, Caitlin? I do have a boyfriend. Okay. Well, I'm sure he's like, what? What am I not good enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just both hate children. So. Really? Oh, join the club. Yeah. Well, you know, something your generation is going to, uh, it doesn't matter. By the time you have kids, I'll be dead. So it doesn't matter. I'll be dead. And then your kids will be like, why does this planet suck? <laughs> it's like, I really want to take them to therapy with Mark Scalia. No. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, you know, so it wasn't really therapy. It was more of it was more of kung fu advice. Soon, kung fu, you were like from the show Kung Fu. You, I'm I'm quoting something you have no recollection of. There was a show Kung Fu. I do have no recollection. You, of course, you wouldn't because it was like in the 70s. It was a great show, and and David Carradine was it David or Keith? I don't know which one it was. I think it was David Carradine. You're asking the wrong person. So. I don't, I'm not asking my listeners. They're old enough to remember. Some of them are probably asleep by now. Anyway, so. <laughs> I was trying to give you a compliment. She's like, this fucking old guy was trying to tell me. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that Bruce Lee was supposed to be in Kung Fu. Oh, I did not know that. And uh, she has, do you know who Bruce Lee is? Tell me you must know. Yes, I okay, do know there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Christopher Columbus, do you I recognize the no. <laughs> Let's go way back. Let's go to the way back machine. <laughs> anyway, you know, we'll, uh, and I want to talk, and again, if you want to learn more about Caitlin, you can go to one of a multitude of places and free stalk her. You can stalk her through Twitter. She's at Caitlin Arcand on Facebook, Caitlin Arcand Official, and her website is CaitlinArcand.com, and I'll spell it C-A-I-T-L-I-N, Arcand, A-R-C-A-N-D, Arcand. So I, I, I tend to go Caitlin 
Arcand, but I'm saying Caitlin Arcand. That's what it is. So don't miss. No, under- you you do whatever you want to do. No, I'm pronouncing it correctly because you were a guest in this show, and I have to I have to play I have to be nice and don't make me play that song again because it has bad <laughs> it had bad memories for me. On now, as of like four minutes ago, it's got bad. <laughs> I'm breaking balls. So let me ask you a couple more questions before we go into the game. Yeah. You were performing in high school. What was your favorite yeah. play that you did in high school? And please don't say Susical because we beat that to fucking death. <laughs> <laughs> um, Susical. <laughs> it will be. How did you fucking know? It's got to no, be Susical. Um, I think it was Wizard of Oz. Oh, who'd you play? Take oh, a guess. Dorothy? <laughs> were you Dorothy? No, I was not. I you was were not? Oh, <laughs> fuck being the lead. Just be a really good. And that's why. Be the one that steals the show from the uh, lead. Of that's course. What that's what it is. It's like that's this. That's what no I pressure. learned in high school. Yep. I'm the best wingman ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you played the Wicked Witch. True. Very yep. cool. <laughs> <laughs> what other plays did you do in high school? Let's see. I did Our Town, um, but I'm pretty sure I was asleep through that entire show. Um, a Midsummer Night's Dream, a little Shakespeare up in there. Yeah. Who were you? Uh, Who'd you play? I was I was just a fairy, and I was fat at that time, so just a fat fairy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just a fat little Caitlin fairy just standing there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did Footloose, which was a nightmare. And let's see what else I did. Um, Taming of the Shrew, another, another yep. Shakespeare. I think that's is that Damn Yankees, but nobody knows that show. <laughs> You're talking to a guy who's quoting Kung Fu. Of course I know Damn Yankees. <laughs> so you know Damn Yankees. I know Damn Yankees. A lot of classics. Yeah. A lot of classic stuff come out of Damn Yankees that nobody knows about. Just like, you know, Hello, Dolly, or uh, yeah. Dancing in the Rain, uh, uh, Singing in the Rain. A lot of stuff. So They're damn good Yankees. shows that nobody They're, like pays attention to anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, what was the it was it's uh it's is that Rogers and Hammerstein, or Damn Yankees uh, or like Gilbert and Sullivan? I think it's Gilbert and Sullivan. Okay. Yeah, well, it's I, not Rogers. No, Rogers and Hammerstein is something else. Cinderella. That's it. Which is fucking yeah. <laughs> stolen. Everything Disney is stolen. Yeah. <laughs> Everything at Disney is stolen. See, I used to hate Disney too. Now Disney owns everything I fucking loved as a kid. So literally they own everything now. They do. They do. But you know what Disney is very good at? Disney is very good at and they've only gotten good at this in the past like 10 years. Don't fuck stuff up. Cuz for a long time Disney would touch something and fuck it up. There was an actual term called Disneyfied. <laughs> Yeah, any really good movie, they Disneyfy it, which they'd make it too cartoony and they'd water it down so they could sell it to kids. And then they realized, oh, adults are watching most of these things too. They did, you know, Sleeping Beauty, which is Maleficent. They did um, Cinderella, which was decent. Yeah. And they did another live action one. Oh no, they oh the, the Snow White and the Huntsman's. I'm like, I don't think Disney Disney. That's that's like the cousin nobody wants to talk about. Like Kristen Stewart or something. Oh, stop the it! Girl from Twilight. Yeah, it's it, a whole, no expression the whole movie. It's the same expression. It's resting bitch face. That's what she's, she's like. Is there another vampire here? There's so many vampires. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sad. Undefeated horse rider the entire. <laughs> oh, Jason said he played Joe in Damn Yankees. Oh no way! That's like the lead. Yeah. Well, Jason's got a lot yeah. of talent. He doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> he lost it. It was. It's. It's really sad. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's bad memories for me. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. I want to play a game with you. And I just okay. wrote this today, and this was in honor, of course, of Gene Wilder passing. So I was to have, I had the whole uh, Willy Wonka and the whole thing. Of the, and besides, your name is oh. Caitlin Arcand. Now, if you think about it, your last name is A R A R C A N D, which is Arc. Oh, I know. Because what? when I used to be in music, my fans' names were the Arcandies. <laughs> they used to give me candy. <laughs> so we're going to play a game called. <laughs> 
Candyman. Candyman. Gotta play it. Candyman. Everybody can sing it. All right, everybody, gather around. The Candyman is here. Now, what kind of candy do you want? The sweet chocolate? And this is a Sammy Davis Jr. version of the song, which, yeah. I'm the Candyman. Who can take a sunrise? <laughs> there we go. So this is the, the Sammy Davis Jr. one. But, of course... The Candyman was featured in uh, Willy Wonka and a Chocolate Factory. Yep. Yeah. So, also, so your so your fans were known as the R Candies, but I thought yeah. not just that it's like canned for candies, but I thought Arc, A R C, it's Arc, a uh, section of a circle. So, yeah. essentially, <laughs> what we're gonna do is I'm gonna ask you to name candies that are round, <laughs> which makes sense for Arc. <laughs> And Andy, it's a dumb fucking game, but we're going to have fun anyway. So you are playing directly against my listening audience, and there are more of them than in you of you. So that's your disadvantage. Your advantage is that you and I are speaking via Skype, so our conversation is almost instantaneous. So you can just tell me, but they're listening on a delay, so they have to know it and then type it and then first hear it, then know it, then type it. So that may be anywhere between a four to an eight-second delay. So you have at least a four to five second head start on them. So that's your advantage yep. and your disadvantage. So I'm going to, it'll go something like this. If I said to you, a rapper that melts in your mouth, not in your hand, what kind of round candy would that be? <laughs> like an edible wrapper? <laughs> no. <laughs> I literally have no idea. I've already lost. I've already lost. This is the test question. So. <laughs> Was this supposed to be the easy question? My brother says Eminem, which is correct. Eminem is a rapper, and the slogan for Eminem's are melts in oh your mouth, God. not in your hands. <laughs> wow. So here's it. Because you got it wrong, I, I have to play you this. Okay, now that's from the movie Candyman, and of course you know, if that is played five times, Candyman has to kill you. So, oh, yes. Well, so here we go. How about this one? A malted milk ball covered with chocolate that has a hamburger's name. Whoppers. A whopper. <laughs> The Candyman can. There you go. The Candyman can. That's from Willy Wonka. See, Whopper. See, now my audience is clanging right in. So they got it. You got it right. They got it right. But you got it right first. So you score the points. So that's how it's played. It's getting easier. How about this one? Hard candy mints that come in handy for a shipwreck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Remember, they're round candies. No, not Mentos. How would a mento? <laughs> my brother said lifesaver, which means oh. the Candyman. Yes, he got it right, and you got it. Candyman. <laughs> okay, so you got two wrongs. So let's not do that again. <laughs> okay, here we go. How about this one? I will accept one of three names for this next one. Okay. Eating these may cause xylophagia. <laughs> The trick is that you'd have to Google. You better fucking bet I'm Googling right now. <laughs> Xylophagia. Remember, round candies. I can't give you anything more than that. I'll give you the whole thing away because it's too easy. That's why I had to make this one complicated. Oh, okay. Um, uh, no, not, twi not twirlers. I don't know what twirlers are. You mean twizzlers? No, they're not twizzlers. Xylophagia. Paper eat it. Uh, like penny candy, those dots? No, buttons? Your buttons. You're close. You have buttons or dots, but what's the word that comes in front of them? Candy? Now put it together. Put it together quick before the audience gets it. Candy dots. <laughs> can, man, can. No pressure. <laughs> candy dots. And for those of you, just Google it. Xylophagia is eating paper. People who are addicted to it's eating paper. Right. And it's known as candy buttons. Candy dots or pox, P-O-X. They are the small rounded pegs of candy that are attached to a strip of paper, which we used to get Never. all the time. Did you ever have them? 
No, I do. I know exactly what those are. Oh, we, I don't know why I never refer to them as candy dots. We Yeah, well, we call them dots, but technically you got to call them candy dots. But we'd say, do you have any dots? We'd oh, say, we're, dots. Getting, we're getting technical. Yeah, see, it's candy buttons. We would call them – see, there would be candy buttons or dots is what we called them. That's why I would have accepted it. So, But, yeah, now, of course, everybody's saying candy buttons. Those are the things we got off the uh, ice cream man because he sold candy. <laughs> And see, now I'm dating myself. Yeah, we used to go down to the penny store, throw a nickel down, and walk away with half the store in inventory. <laughs> anyway, yes, I used to eat so much paper too, and it wasn't in the nobody even thought about the glue. It's it's because <laughs> do you think they're just getting them wet and sticking them? I don't know. It's the same thing when you eat a when you eat an ice cream cone and you have to peel off the paper wrapper. That's some kind of fucking glue, and I don't, I don't know. That explains just a lot. Like fucking hot glue, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just the like factory. In the factory, like they'll yeah. never know. I'm telling you, that's all the Chinese going to go there, and then I didn't. But you said, it. yeah, no, I said it. No, it's fucking China. I'm. It's not like I'm making fun of Chinese. That's what happens. China makes all our shit. They use corn syrup. Good. Yeah, sure they do. Okay, it's good. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Speaking of what they make, how about this one? If I said super intense cinnamon candy. Red Hots? Nope, but close. Nope. Uh, Fireball? What no, kind of fireball? <laughs> what kind of fireball? Super uh, intense cinnamon candy jawbreaker. That may help you. It's a kind of fireball. What's another word for nuclear? Oh, Chris wrote it, and so did Jason. The atomic fireball. Uh Candyman. Uh oh, that's three. (laughs) That's one, two, three. No, that was four. Oh my god. It's whispering to me in my house. (laughs) Just, I'm doing it to a mirror, so it's gonna happen. It's so scary. It's so scary. It's not even October yet. So uh, Chris got that first, Jason with the close second. So here's the fifth and final one. Now, this was the trickiest one. It's the hardest one. And, of course, it's the funniest one. Not to be confused with Gomer Pyle's brother by the same name or a southern word for peanut. (laughs) So Uh, okay. So you don't get the Gomer Pyle <laughs> reference, so leave it alone. <laughs> uh, a southern word for peanut. But oh, Jason got it with goober. <laughs> oh, I w- literally would not have thought of it. <laughs> no, it's goober. So you get this. Candyman. Oh. Oh, all right. We can. <sighs> we should take a third and final break in case Caitlin gets killed and. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh my god, that was so scary. <laughs> and I had to cut it down. It was much scarier. He actually guts this guy, and he's like, ah, oh, 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 and you hear all this flesh tearing and everything. It's fucking. Oh great! And then he goes, "Are you what's about to happen?" Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm. Uh, you know something? I'm gonna play it one more time just to make sure. <laughs> no. no. I'm gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take out. What is it? It's, it's goobers. Yes, goobers. Jason said goober. And Chris wrote fibers and then said goobers. So I'm going to have to give that to Chris and kind of Jason. But you know something? I'm going to tabulate scores and we'll see if the audience beat the guest. You're listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And 
And you're back at Radio War Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Skype line, Caitlin Arcand. And again, stalk her on Twitter. <laughs> Just through Twitter. Don't actually follow the girl. You don't want to get in trouble. So you can free stalk her on Twitter. She's at Caitlin Arcand on Facebook. Caitlin Arcand Official. And website is CaitlinArcand.com. Com and all that. And I spelt her name three times. So if you didn't hear it, go back <laughs> to the beginning of the podcast and then listen to it. So I tabulated the scores. The test question does not count, but there was Whoppers, Lifesavers, The Dots, Atomic Fireball, and Goobers. You did not get Goobers. You did not get Atomic Fireball. You got Candy Button. You did not get Lifesavers, and you got Whopper, which means out of five, you got two. So, unfortunately, it means you lost. And, you know, it's better that you lost today because you'll get this. Wrong, sir. Wrong. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. (laughs) I was so – I was like – That makes it all – that makes it worth it. And because you only got two – and I only played – oh, wait a minute. I think you have to say Candyman five times in the mirror. <laughs> Candyman is five times. Bloody Mary is three times. Beetlejuice is three times. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. I don't fucking know. Yeah. They're all going to come all it's, together. Yeah. It'll be an orgy of psycho killers, which That's will be I've amazing. So anyway. <laughs> So while I still got you on the Skype line, a couple things before we let you go. We definitely want to find out what you got coming up over the next couple of months. Any big shows that the audience uh, can go and listen to you and follow you. And maybe even you'll sing a little bit, maybe something like that. But since I got you here, let's uh, let's talk about your first time, your best time and your worst time. You can draw from your acting, your singing or your stand up career. So pick oh, one of one of, of yeah, pick one of uh, one of the like have the first one be your be the best first and the best be the best best and then the worst be the worst worst. The worst worst. <laughs> so what's tell us about your first time on stage, whether it be singing or stand up or I can tell you about my first like ever time on stage because this is literally just ridiculous. So I was in fifth grade, and I was auditioning for the musical Guys and Dolls. Okay. And I had never done anything performance related. So I showed up for auditions, and they put us in groups. And I'm like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to be the star of this show, even though I have never done anything. <laughs> and, and they got us on stage, and they're like, okay, so you're all going to sing Luck Be a Lady. <laughs> and I raised my hand. And I was like, excuse me, do we have to sing alone? And they were like, yeah, like it's a musical. So I darted off stage and just ran out of the building. (laughs) Just straight out the room, out of the building. And would you know that next morning when that cast list was posted, I was pissed that I didn't get a role. (laughs) (laughs) I was pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? I (laughs) How Betty Davis of you. He's like, I can't believe it. (laughs) I don't need to perform. What's wrong with you people? I need to sing for a musical. (laughs) Yeah, there's one requirement to singing, and that would be uh, singing. (laughs) That's funny. First time in the entertainment. What's your best time in the entertainment industry? Your most crowning achievement. My crowning achievement? Um, Actually... I wouldn't say it's like a crowning, but it was actually, it was just like a really, really fun show. I did a show at um Broadway Comedy Club like two months ago, I think. And the audience was just super energetic. And they like, they I got those laughs where people like clap when they laugh. And I don't know why, but that like pumps me up when people <laughs> do that. And people were just really into everything I was saying. So, and I was just like, I could do audience I could like interact with the audience because they were just so into it. And that was just, I was so energized during that performance. I was literally just like running around stage at some point because the audience (laughs) was so energetic. So that was probably my favorite time on stage because it it just was fun. And I like having fun on stage. Well, see, now you told us about your first time, which is really fun and cool. Your best time, which is what your best time, you know, working the audience (laughs) and stuff. And now tell us about your worst time, which is always the funniest for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is I have this one down. <laughs> so this is actually my first time ever doing an open mic for stand-up. <laughs> and I will not mention the club's name. Oh, because... please mention the club's name for the love of God. Please. No, I'm not because I'm about to call out their host. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. This isn't like a club. It's, it's a open mic spot. Okay. So I show up. I get there when it starts. And I was number like 20-something on the list. So I was like, fine, whatever. I'm just chilling with my friends. And I'm like a nervous wreck because I don't, it's all other comedians in the room. And I know the I room. Just get, I know the room. <laughs> you did. I just keep getting pushed back and pushed back yep. and pushed back on the list until finally I've somehow gotten to spot like 47. Wow. And by the time I get up on that stage, oh, look, the room is fucking empty except for one other comedian. And a few booking people in the host. Now, I get up on stage. Immediately, the host starts making fun of me. What? What? Saying that I have weird handwriting and I wrote my name weird. So he refuses to call me by my actual name because he said I had bad handwriting. And so that at that point, I was just done. I was like, I don't even want to go up there right now. So I get up on the stage. Immediately, everyone pulls their cell phone out. <laughs> and are just joking like hit the host and the people in the corner that are like bookers for another venue are just going at each other just like talking and i'm standing up there trying to tell about how i think my roommates are fucking witches and nobody's listening to me <laughs> like i'm like up there like creating potions and pulling things out of a magical bag and nobody is listening to me Oh. And it was just, oh, it was so bad. And I just wanted to go down there and just slap the phones out of all of yeah. their hands. Well, that's just, it was, yeah, that's, that's the way that works sometimes, which is, oh, terrible. it was so, it was so annoying. Uh, I mean, it's fucking funny. <laughs> It wasn't. I was just like, why are they making fun of me? Like, they don't even know me. They've never seen me before. Uh, because comedy is an ego-driven business. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I was just like, well, I have no respect for you now. What, what day of the week was it? Was it like a Sunday? It was not a Sunday. Oh, I was going to say, if you had no audience, it was probably a Sunday. <laughs> no, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, well, then I know the room. Exactly know yeah. the room. I know the room, and I'm it is a fucking. Sh yeah, I will never do that room. Yeah, I, I have not that. been back since. It's always fun because people go, "Oh, this room is so good." I'm like, "No, no, it's, it's not. not. No." But yes, I know the room, and it's a funny fucking story. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Awful. you'll you'll be back. You will be back. You know you will. <laughs> You were back. So speaking of being back, where else are you going to be? Where else can my audience see you? So September, I have, I'll promote my September shows because I have a lot going on. Um, next week on September 10th, I'll be in New York at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. On September 7th, I will be in um, at Laugh Boston for the Tony V Show, Very which good. is really fun. There's a bunch of good comics. Always a great group of comics on that show. Um, let's see. September 8th, I'll be at the Riot Theater. Nice. Um, for Stand Up Break In. And then October 8th, I'll be at Danger Fields in New York. Yeah, that's, um, all the ones I can think of at the top of my head. Those are my, my main shows coming up for this and month. Now, and you have a performance. Don't you do like a, a dinner theater or something? Yes. Dinner Detective Boston, which is in Somerville. And actually, there's a ton of comedians in that show. So, Who are the comedians like, on that show? Um, Dana J. Vine is in that show. Never heard of him. Connor Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard Connor of him. Allen is in the show. Who? <laughs> okay, these are Boston comedians. <laughs> but I'm sure they're right. No, they're comedy. So, so, the, now, I know the dinner theaters. in the show. There's funny. <laughs> I'm breaking Aggies. How long have you been doing that? Um, I've been doing that for six months, I think. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, six months I've been. Do they change yeah. up the murder or is it the same? Yeah, yeah, they do. Actually, they should be changing it up soon. Okay. I think they do it like every six months. They change it up. Good, good. And it's, a, you know, and you get to sing. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it depends which role I'm playing. <laughs> well, well, you'll have to check it out. And those are on your website as well, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. All right. So you can check all that out at CaitlinArcan.com. 
and I said the D on the first on the last word, not the not Caitlin Arcan. It's Caitlin Arcand. That's what it is. So, Caitlin, thanks for being part of the show. It's been so fun having you on, and I hope we get to work together. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, Caitlin, I did it again. Caitlin Arcand, everybody, and we'll see you soon, thank sweetheart. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Caitlin Arcand, everybody. Oh, my God. So funny. And not just funny stand-up, but she's very, very funny to speak with. And she's like, oh, you know, and I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm going to fuck around. Let's not take it seriously. And she goes, I love doing that. And I was like, good. And very funny. And if you can, definitely check her out and, and, you know, free stalker. Let me tell you where I'm going to be this weekend, which is Labor Day. I've got most of the weekend off, which I'm very happy about. I may be a civilian. And then Saturday night, I'll be at Headliners in Manchester. It's a last-minute gig. Paul Nardizzi is actually headlining that show, and I'm in the middle. So this is going to be – if you got a chance to see that show, I don't know who the opening act is, but it's going to fucking crush. It's going to be a great way to spend Labor Day. And if you want to be part of the show, if you want to be a sponsor, a guest, or leave a question or comment, just email me, radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can also call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Hey, next week, September 7th, we're going to have Jerry Caruso, very funny comic. Hey, guys, welcome to the fourth year. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. 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 Hello.